Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into Cedar and Cypress Pod. To those of you who are returning from previous episodes, welcome back. And if this is your first time joining, just want to welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. So today it will actually just be me, Allison. It's going to be another solo episode. And the reason for that is because Liv and I actually couldn't get our schedules to align this week because it is finals week for us. So I am pursuing a Master of Business Administration degree, and Liv is working on her Master of Divinity degree. So my big assignments are typically projects and big final papers and portfolios, while hers are typically exams. So I can be a little bit more flexible with my time during finals, kind of squeeze in recording in between that. So Today's episode is going to be about reclaiming your Bible reading time, your quiet time, devotional time, whatever you like to call it. Um, And the main reason for that is because I think that Bible reading time is something that can really become kind of like a chore, especially if you've been a believer for a long time or if you were raised with the faith and maybe you weren't reading the Bible now, but approaching the Bible can be something that's either super monotonous and feels very familiar to you, or on the opposite end, if you're not familiar with the Bible, it can feel kind of scary to wade into deep waters that you're just not familiar with. So what I really want this episode to be is something short, sweet, practical, helpful, and just really encourage you. If these are things that you're already doing with your Bible time, that that you feel edified, encouraged after listening to this episode and you know like, hey, I feel like I'm on the right track. Uh, so whatever it may be, I just want this episode to be helpful and encouraging to anyone listening. So you know, for whatever reason, you might not be reading the Bible right now. I think we all have those times in our lives where, you know, we kind of fall off track with it. You know, maybe your schedule is super hectic and you just feel like you're scrambling all the time even to just get the dishes done or assignments submitted or even get to work. Maybe something happened in your life that made you feel really distant from God or you kind of walked away from him for a little while and you're wanting to return. Um, Maybe you're just in a period of life where it just feels really hard to engage with the scriptures, whatever it might be. Um, And alternatively, maybe you're just lazy and you genuinely feel like there are better things you could do with your time. And I will be the first person to raise my hand and say that I have absolutely had those times in my life where reading the Bible was just not a priority for me. I just, you know, the, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the month turn sometimes even to, into years without engaging with the Bible. And that time passes really quickly. But whatever it is, this episode is here for you. I'm here for you. And we're just, we're going to walk into that together. I will also say that it's okay to feel like reading the Bible is a chore sometimes. Now, let me add a really really quick qualifier to that. Certainly, everything in life can feel like a chore at different times in our lives. I mean, sometimes it's just a chore to get out of bed in the morning. Sometimes it's just a chore to feed yourself, clothe yourself, get to work or where you need to be to take care of the kids, get the diapers changed. All like all those things in life can feel really wearing and exhausting. So the Bible can be one of those things and it's okay to be human and to mess up and to miss days. What I'm not saying is that you should be lazy in your walk with God, that it's okay to stay in that mindset or that rut or to avoid the Bible. That's not what I am saying. But what I want to say too is is to give yourself a little bit of grace if you are returning or 
it's just been a long time since you've read the Bible, or even if you're just reading it for the first time, it is okay to be challenged by it and to be nervous about it. And because that's really what we're here for together as believers, to talk with each other, to encourage each other, and to give each other practical advice and tips for jumping into that. So I have five tips for you today. I'm just going to jump straight into the first one here. If you have been distant from God, or even if you haven't read the Bible ever before, really, start with a mindset reset. Get rid of your preconceived notions of what you're going to find in the Bible. I cannot tell you the amount of times I have just been so challenged by something that's in the Bible, whether it's something that God has done that I really have a hard time understanding and really struggle with understanding why he would do something or allow something. I also have struggled with understanding the even the cultural context of certain books and just understanding the fact that they operate in such different ways or might have had different values than that we do today in Western American culture. So get rid of those things. Get rid of the things that you want to apply onto the Bible and read into the Bible for and read the actual Bible for what it is and respect it for what it is. So you know, we can sometimes treat the Bible like it's just a regular book that you would pick up, like a fiction book you'd find at the store, or your local Barnes & Noble, that you can just pick up and start reading on the first page. While you could absolutely do that, you're going to miss out on a lot of really awesome and great things that are in the Bible. Because if you read it just like it's any other book and treat it that way, that's all you're going to get out of it. And certainly not to say that God can't, um, you know, completely reach out of the page at you and just hit you with a revelation that you've never had before. If you were to just randomly open it up to any page and start reading, he can certainly do that. And I know he uses the Holy Spirit sometimes that way for certain people and in certain contexts. But I would venture to say, even from experience in my life, that's typically not what happens. Normally, what you would want to do instead is approach the Bible strategically. The Bible is something that you have to study. It's something that needs to be carefully considered. Another word we use for that is meditated upon. It needs to be revisited over and over again. It needs to be wrestled with and it also needs to be regarded with the highest of esteem. If you are a longtime believer, I am sure you've heard this passage before, but if not, we're just going to revisit it all together. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We also have 2 Peter 3.16 when um, the apostle Peter is actually writing about certain things in Paul's letters. I'm just going to read a quick excerpt from that verse. As he does in all his letters, referring to Paul, when he speaks of them in these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. So what I'm getting out here with these two verses is that, first of all, Peter refers to what Paul says as scripture. And then second of all, what, Timothy, what the letter of Timothy is saying from Paul is really important as well, that it's so useful. It's so practical. And this is why we want to read it every day. This is why we want to jump into it and really give it the time, the attention, and the care that it deserves because the Bible is so much more than just any other book. My second tip here is that if you are having trouble focusing, find tangible ways to clear your mind. Gosh, I cannot explain how many times I've sat down to read the Bible. I have got my coffee, I've sat in my reading chair, got my journal, my highlighters, my pen, everything. And I just cannot 
focus on what I am reading that day. So if this is you, I just want you to know I am right here with you. It can be really hard. But what I mean by finding those tangible things you can do to clear your mind is things that will physically help you. So for the first one, if you're having trouble focusing, it could be for so many different things. Typically for me, if I'm having trouble engaging with the scripture and having problems focusing on it, it is usually because there's something on my mind or weighing on my heart that is distracting me. So what really has helped me in the past is to take a piece of paper and just quite literally start compiling a list of everything on my mind. And it could be as simple as I really need to vacuum this afternoon or this per- my relationship with this person is just really weighing on me and it's really pulling my heart down. So it could be something simple. It could be something really heavy. It could be sin in your life. It could be whatever is distracting you and keeping you from the Lord. Put it on that paper and then pray over them. Before you start reading your Bible, ask God to give you relief from those things. If even very briefly, if even for 15, 20, 30 minutes, just so you can focus on him and his word because it pleases him when you want to engage with him and when you want to pursue him and find him. And another one too is that you could be really distracted just by your surroundings. And what my, what I mean by that is that if you're in a room maybe that's super cluttered or messy, maybe that's kind of how your mind is feeling too, a little cluttered and jumbled as well, you might need to just physically remove yourself from that room. Like if you need to take some space, if it's a closet, you need to lock yourself in and maybe ask your spouse if they can watch the kids for like 20 minutes and you close that door then so be it. Maybe that closet is what you need for that time. And to not be ashamed of what it takes to just be with the Lord. We even, we see a lot of times in the scriptures that people, I think an example could be Moses who would um, go, go up on a mountain when he was engaging with God and when God gave him the 10 commandments to then share with Israelite people. There was a physical removal from the Israelites, from everything going down in the camp, there are even times you find Jesus, he will go away from his disciples and he will be on his own and he will be spending time with God and praying and just engaging with the Father. So there are a lot of examples we find in the Bible that really do support this idea of just just physically removing yourself from distractions. Um, and then the last one that we don't have necessarily biblical examples of, but I think absolutely applies here, is being distracted by your electronics. So for me, I genuinely have to remind myself of this all the time because my phone's right there. I see someone texted me. I'm reading my Bible, set the Bible down, pick up the phone, and suddenly I've just been scrolling on random things for a while. So I cannot stress you enough to put your phone away, maybe put it in another room or leave it on a charger, turn it off completely, whatever works best for you, whatever needs to happen in that moment. I actually read a fascinating article from Pew Research Center from 2018, which I will make sure to leave in the show notes so you can read it if you're interested. But it said that roughly half of over 54% of teens believe that they spend too much time on their cell phones. And then 41% were saying that they spend too much time on social media. And another thing that was so interesting that I found as well 
is that when teens are removed from their phone, they were experiencing a lot of anxiety and loneliness. And I would go so far as to say that it's not just teens that are compartmentalized into this box of people that can experience a range of emotions when they're looking on their cell phones or they're removed from it. But just to take that time to to set it down and to completely focus on God and fill that void, whatever it may be, emotional or mental, that loneliness fill it up completely with God, with a scripture, with what's going on between you and him, with prayer. I think that can be a really, really powerful tool to disconnect from the world and just connect just with God. The third tip I have is if Bible reading feels like a chore or you feel like you can never find time for it, make time. And the first one really here is when it feels like a chore, when it feels like something you have to wake up and do every single day, it can become kind of monotonous, a little bit repetitive, especially if you've been in a certain genre of the Bible and you've been reading one particular book for a long time. This It can be easy to kind of just feel a little disconnected. My recommendation for this is to associate the Bible when Bible reading and time with God with something really fun and something that you enjoy. So an example is for me, I really like being outdoors or going on walks. And so sometimes going on a walk just so I can talk to God or mentally, you know, separate myself from what's going on is really awesome. And it can also be something as simple as making yourself a really nice cup of coffee and just really enjoying it and praying and thanking God for the coffee. And there's so many other examples. I have no idea what you are into, what you enjoy, but whatever it is, find ways if you can to try to intertwine that with time that you spend with God because he wants us to enjoy the good things in life, like a great cup of coffee. There's nothing wrong with that. He wants us to enjoy the outdoors. He wants us to find joy in those things because he created them and he made us and he wants us to find enjoyment in those things. Even James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So there are many things in the world that he created for enjoyment and for pleasure. And if you can find a way to accompany that with your quiet time, I would really encourage you to try to do that as best as you can. Another thing, too, is that if it's, it's, a, if it's feeling really monotonous, then try to see if you can find supplies or resources that make you really excited to read the Bible. An example of that is just getting a really nice journal. Uh, my husband bought this like faux leather with a strap journal, really, really attractive looking with nice pages, thick pages, and it was just a really beautiful journal. And if that's something that would just encourage you to engage with the Bible and that journal's specifically set aside just for you and God, then so be it. Let it be something like that. Let, you know, buy yourself fun stationery or stickers, you know, whatever it takes for you to find ways to enjoy and engage with that. And then the second part of this tip is when you feel like you don't have time. I feel like this is probably one of the most common reasons that I have in different times of my life not engaged with the scriptures. Because, because like I said earlier in this episode, we have to treat the Bible as what it truly is and take the time to study it and not just read it like any other book. So it it does take time. You know, it, it will take a little more than five minutes sometimes to engage with the Bible. And you might have some days where you only get five minutes or you only get a few minutes, sometimes less than that. And some days you won't find it at all. But <clears throat> really what I'm saying here is to try to consume the Bible in a way that makes sense for you and makes sense for your schedule. So what I mean by this is don't set yourself up for failure. For me, that would be getting up really early and reading the Bible before work starts. 
I have never really been a morning person, but I had certain spurts in my life where I was doing really good with going to bed early and waking up super early and spending time with the Bible. Sometimes I get a whole hour or two in before work, but that was just not something that I was able to sustain throughout different changes in my life. And when my schedule changed, I would fall off the rails with that. And so it's really like setting myself up for failure to tell myself, like, I'm going to wake up at 6 or 5 a.m. the next morning and just spend time with God. So just be realistic with yourself. If it's if it's 30 minutes that you get after the kids go to bed in the evening, then let that be what it is. Find ways that you can really fit it into your schedule because, honestly, we will make time for things that are important to us. You can tell me something is important to you all day long, but unless there's action to back it up and you're spending time doing that thing, then it's, you know, it's not going to be believable. You're not even going to be able to convince yourself. Like an example about this is just how you spend your time. If you were to tally up your hours and just keep track of what you did hour by hour every day for weeks on end, you would really find what's important to you, what matters to you is what you spend your time on, whether it's subconsciously or consciously. If, if you think it's important to spend time on your phone and to scroll through social media, that's honestly what you're going to find yourself doing. And I don't say that to be disparaging in any way because it's something that I experience as well. I will not necessarily waste, but I'll spend, you know, hours on video games or something like that. And that's because that's important to me. So if something is a priority for you, you will make it happen. Similar to the way that if a relationship is important to you, you'll find time to spend with that person, to text them, to call them, whatever it may be. You'll find time for them in your schedule, regardless of how busy it may be. And another final tip with just with finding time for things is that Another Again, finding ways to consume the Bible in a way that kind of caters to you and the way you think, the way you operate. God made us all different. He made us different types of learners. He made us different types of consumers. And that's totally okay. So if you're really a visual learner, then watch videos. Find visual resources, charts, graphs, maps, things that help you understand what's going on in the Bible. For example, I really love watching videos of people explaining the Bible. So I really enjoy watching the Bible Project on YouTube. They have animated videos that explain different concepts, themes, words in the Bible even. And they also have a book, a video on every single book of the Bible that I'll read or that I'll watch before I start reading a particular book. So for me, that really helps because I'm, I'm definitely a visual learner. And then if you're an audio listener, then, you know, this might sound self explanatory, but listen to the Bible. Like use the YouVersion app or your Bible gateway online to listen to the Bible. Find, again, the point is to find a way to consume the Bible that helps you engage with it and that will help you push through when it's hard. Audio actually helps me a lot as well because I'm going through a Bible reading plan where it's having me read three chapters of the Bible a day, which is actually quite a lot when you think about it. I didn't realize it would be that much until I started doing it every day. And I was like, wow, if I miss one day or two days and suddenly I have six or nine chapters that I need to catch up on. So what really helps me, especially when I'm in a certain book that is really hard to get through, for example, Chronicles, the Chronicles are like restating a lot of what happened in First and Second Kings, which hap- which is the book, the books right before Chronicles. And it also has a lot of genealogy, census information, things that are hard for me to find interesting some days. And the audio really helps me with that. So I will listen to it on my headphones and then I will actually also look at the actual text as well and listen and read through. And that helps me quite a bit. And if you're pressed for time, you can even speed it up 
You can even put the audio on one and a half times or two times if that's really what you need to do. There's ways to adjust that and honestly find time to fit it in your schedule. If you need to listen to the Bible on your commute to work and back or on a coffee running back in your car, you need to take your AirPods with you while you go grocery shopping. Like If that's the way that you can consume the Bible on any given day, go for it. I don't recommend doing that every single day, but again, finding ways to engage with God that are intentional and purposeful and you're saying, this is what I want to do right now. I want to be spending time with God. Again, we make time for for what's important to us. And even with the audio too, in the ancient world, the scriptures were even read aloud. In, in Exodus 24, Moses read aloud the Ten Commandments, which was God's word to them at that time. And he read it out to the Israelites. Even today in church on Sunday morning, we read the scriptures together. Audio is a perfectly acceptable way to consume the scripture if that's what you're needing in that time and in that moment. The fourth tip I have for you is that if you don't know where to start or you just don't understand the Bible, it's never really something you engaged with, then use other accompanying resources that will help you. So use what's at your disposal. For example, if you don't understand the Bible or there's a certain passage that you're really struggling with, the verse just doesn't seem to make sense, something I'll do is I'll go read it in different translations. We could have a whole separate conversation about all the different translations in the Bible of the Bible, the ones in English is what I'm referring to. So if you're familiar, there's ESV, which is English Standard Version. There's New American Standard Bible, which is NASB. There is NLT, NIV. It is an never-ending list, I think, of different translations of the Bible because so many people have gone into the original language and found ways to translate it and represent the ideas and the words in English. So you can even use the message, which I wouldn't recommend that you only read the Bible in the message translation or the passion translation necessarily, but you can use those to accompany what you're reading in like a word for word translation, like the English standard one. So that's one one thing that can really help you. One thing that I really love to do is to look at commentaries because they'll just, Verse by verse, they'll explain what you're reading for you. They'll really help you out. Um, one that I like to use is the Enduring Word Commentaries by David Gusick, and they're online, free online for you to read. They have a really easy to navigate website, and these just really help me. If there's just a verse and I'm like completely confused about what I'm looking at, I'll go on that website. That's super helpful. Another one that I like to use are Bible Gateway and then Blue Letter Bible. Those ones are ones where you can find commentaries and compare translations right next to each other on the same web page. Blue Letter Bible also helps you to find the original language and the words that were used in Hebrew and Greek, whatever you may be reading. I also believe that BibleHub.com does that as well. So there are so, so many resources at your disposal that are just free online. If you have, if you're listening to this right now, the chances are you have a computer or you have a smartphone and you have a web browser and you can find these and look them up. Even if you don't necessarily have the financial resources to purchase a physical commentary book or something like that, there's so many other things that you can engage with and use that will help you. Another one too is there's so many free reading plans online that can help you navigate what you should be reading because it's hard sometimes to even know where you should start. And like I said, I'm on a Bible reading plan that's created by the Daily Grace Co. for the year 2022 that has you reading three chapters every single day. And you don't have to necessarily do that. You can find ones where 
they'll take you through the Bible chronologically in order that things actually happened in history or the way that scholars believe that everything happened historically in an order. You can read just book by book. You could read by genre. There's all types of things. And then last on this list, that there's devotionals and prayer books that can really help you connect with God as well. Just short, short things you can read in the morning or in the evening to just help you connect with God. They will, a lot of them will provide accompanying Bible verse, something like that that can help you get back into the Word. And then the last tip that I have here when you don't know where to start is to immerse yourself in Christian content. Now, this one's really important because you have to be super careful about this part. There are there are really awesome podcasts, YouTube channels, music, and artists that I, I personally love and really enjoy, and they're great testaments to Christ and honor God, truly. But I will say not everyone who claims to be a Christian actually is, and they'll create content online that can be really really dangerous. So that's why we want to be in, engaging in the Bible and in the scriptures to discern and to disassemble ideas and then kind of rebuild what our doctrine is and understand God from who he says he is and from his perspective and to, to expose bad ideas for what they are. So yes, immerse yourself in Christian content, find worship music, whatever you can set up for yourself that is helpful, that will help you engage with the scriptures. But be extremely careful. The Bible itself is the last word on everything, the final authority. If you're finding or consuming something that is contrary to what you're finding in the Bible, the Bible is not the thing that goes. The content you're consuming is what goes. And, you know, the scriptures even tell us to be careful of things like that. Jesus warned even in Matthew 7 verse 15 to beware false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? What he's getting at here is that someone can claim to be a Christian or a follower or a prophet even, but sometimes they will not be what they say they are. So it's really, really important to, to follow the principles and the guidelines that the scriptures give us. And if if you're curious about what those scriptures are or what those guidelines are, Paul says it really clearly in Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, honorable, whatever is just, pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, to think on these things. So the guidelines are really clear and they're really helpful for finding ways to immerse yourself in Christian content and to find people online that are going to be edifying and encouraging to you but be resources and not necessarily be the last and final word on things that you should do in your life and giving you advice. And my last but not least, my final tip is to seek wisdom and community when you're reading the Bible and find people you can discuss the Bible with. What I mean by this is taking your devotional time, your quiet time outside of those, just those Bible reading moments. So what I mean by this is to stop acting like our faith is just confined to those 15, 30 scrambled minutes in the morning before the kids are awake or work starts to engage with God. And then just, you know, it it stops there. That's, that's not what I'm getting at here. What I'm trying to say is that we want to live out our faith and see those words in the Bible come to life. When you start seeing the things that are talked about in the Bible really click in your life and see examples of them, that is, that's always the most beautiful part for me. When something that I've witnessed in my life or something that's happened just completely aligns with something that I've just read in scripture and gives me a revelation on how I should handle something, it's just beautiful. It's so awesome to see God work in those ways and to really prove to you and show you how the Bible is living and active. And then it's not 
something that's ever going to fade away. Because Hebrews 4.12 even tells us, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is how powerful the Bible is. That is how powerful the Bible is. It has the ability to completely turn your worldview and your life upside down and for the best, for the, in a good way. And when you can find people in your life that are role models of the faith for you, or, you know, maybe they just know more than you do. There's so many people in my life that know the Bible way better than I do. And so I seek their wisdom on a daily, weekly basis and trying to reach out and look for that kind of information, find that wisdom, people that have lived out what's in the scripture. Find people whose character looms large in your life, is full of integrity, and is a safe place for you to ask questions. And if that's something that you're really struggling with doing, there's so many people that you can even find at church and mentors that you can engage with and just walk through life with. So that's really my big recommendation here is to not do it on your own, to not look at the scriptures like something that you have to do just by yourself all the time, to read the Bible together, to attend or even to host a Bible study, to have people be part of that with you and walk through and struggle with the difficult scriptures together, whatever they may be, to pull out and extract the messages that God is wanting to share with you. This is really what I'm getting at. This is what I'm getting at with all these different things that when you don't know what to, where to start with the Bible or you've been away from him for a long time or you're just not able to focus on it, to live it out because you're never going to be able to do this fifth thing if you don't do the four before. So that's my huge encouragement to you today that and God wants you to engage with him. He wants you to pick it up and read. He wants you to be there with him. And if it's a struggle with you, I really hope that these tips are helpful. These are things that I'm, I'm just saying out of personal experience out of you know from someone that grew up with the faith and became stronger in my faith when I became a young adult these are the things that have really really helped me they might be different things for you but these are just the tips that I have personally found super helpful and I just pray will help you as well and if you have any questions or there's something you want to dive deeper into with reading the bible whether it's you know a word study or something like that whatever it might be Honestly, feel free to just let us know. You can reach us on Cedar and Cypress Pod on Instagram, so you can direct message us. Or if you would rather just shoot us an email, you can also email us at cedarandcypresspod at gmail.com. And Cypress is spelled C-Y-P-R-E-S-S, if that is helpful for you. And I know also, I just want to add this quick aside before I head out today, that I know Liv mentioned in our last episode that we were going to work on a word study. And that word study is coming. It will be next week because of the way our schedules didn't align this past week, but we are going to be working on that and just stay tuned. We'll be announcing that kind of information on our Instagram as well. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you next time.